Well, I want you to imagine something with me here. Imagine that uh, this tape measure uh, represents time. And uh, that end goes all the way out the building, all the way around the world to the beginning of time. And this end, way down here, well, this is going to extend all the way down and go on and on and on. Because that direction going to represent all of eternity. But right here, somewhere in the middle, well, for the sake of convenience, for the sake of the cameras, and for the sake of the lights, this inch represents our lives. Right here. Eternity that way, eternity all the way that way around the world. This inch right here, this is us. Okay? This is my life. And somewhere way back there is creation, Adam and Eve, fall of the Roman Empire. Oh, right there, that's my great, 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 great grandfather Perkins right there. And then way down there, that's the future. That's eternity. Well, when we think of those things, and when we think of it that way, when I consider in relationship to all of history, that inch. Life is short. Within this inch, our lives, uh, in that inch of our lives, a lot can happen, right? I mean, as much as we try to live with a plan for everything in there that comes our way, the only certainty in life is, well, help me out with this. The only certainty in life is death and... Right, yeah. That's sad. So, death and taxes, no matter how prepared we are for something in life, right? Uncertainty, it's a factor that, well, we can't avoid. Life is short and life is uncertain. I remember when I first noticed my wife in junior high youth group when we were teenagers. When we first moved to southern Indiana after three years of marriage, that was over 23 years ago we moved to southern Indiana. Life is short. I remember the multiple years when Vicki and I didn't think we were going to be able to have kids and we struggled with infertility. Life is uncertain. I remember when our 21-year-old and 16-year-old sons were born. I remember when they walked, when they talked, when they played their first sporting event, joined the team. I remember all the milestones in their life. Life is short. I remember the years when Vic and I realized that our marriage just wasn't measuring up to what we had planned and what we had thought it should be. I remember the years living through learning that our son had this genetic mutation that was really going to change how he had to face the future and decisions that he made. Life is so, so uncertain. I remember the plans I had that failed, and I remember those that worked out exactly as I had hoped they had. I remember the uncertainty in life that was difficult and the uncertainty that was fun and it brought me real joy in this life. Life is uncertain and it's short. If you've joined us over the past few weeks, then you know that we're in the middle of a series right now called Legit. In this series, we're reading and studying in the book of James and exploring what it means to have 
the kind of faith in God that makes a difference in our world and in our community. We've discussed living with contentment, living our faith out with action, controlling our tongues, living in a way that we don't have this perspective of an us versus them mentality. Legit faith, it means loving God and loving others in all that we do. Have you found yourself in a moment where life's uncertain? Are you in a relationship or a marriage that isn't what it should be or could be? Are you dealing with health-related issues or, or maybe health-related issues with somebody that you love? Have you lost someone recently to you and you're lost? You don't know what's next. Maybe, maybe you're having job difficulties the one, with the one you're in, or maybe you don't have a job and you're looking for one. But if any of that applies to you, life is hard because it's uncertain for you right now, isn't it? Now, maybe the uncertainty in your life, it, it has a different perspective, maybe a more positive tone. Maybe you don't know yet the gender of your child that's going to be born eight months from now, and that uncertainty is exciting. Maybe you're uncertain and praying about whether or not to accept that promotion that you've been given. You just don't know if it's the right thing. Maybe you're dating someone and you know that a ring is just around the corner. For you, well, uncertainty is a little different. Wherever you find yourself right now, you've likely made plans on how to address that uncertainty, right? You're working on a strategy maybe of how to improve your marriage or get out of it. You're making plans to seek treatment maybe for that health-related issue or plans for what it looks like to live with that health situation. Or maybe you're preparing for the birth of that child and you're deciding right now for you whether to decorate the nursery in neutral colors or yellow or blue, you don't know yet, or pink. Those are uncertainties that are great, right? Wherever you find yourself in a difficult season or a hopeful season of life, a well-thought-out plan, it really gives us direction. Now, I understand maybe you don't consider yourself a planner. You know people that are good planners, and well, you're just not one of them. I mean, these are the people, they have every moment planned out. You know the type. I mean, these are the people that get up when their alarm goes off, like the first time. You, did you, by the way, did you know people do that? Like, I had no idea. I mean, some poor engineer spent his life developing the snooze button, and you guys don't even use it. You know people like this. Not only do they get up when their alarm goes off, they get in the shower right at the exact same time every day. They time how long they're in the shower. They eat breakfast at the same time, sit in the same spot, eat the same thing, leave for work at the same time, get home at the same time, go to gym at the same time, come home at the same time. They have their lives all planned out like that, right? And maybe that's not you. By the way, did you know people work out too? I didn't. That was new. The things you find when you research, right? The things that you learn when you're preparing for a day like this is interesting, but you're not that guy, right? I'm not that guy. Ironically enough, my wife gave birth to that guy. My 21-year-old son is the guy that I just described to you. Let's see, how can I put it? Tree, apple, like apple, way over there. I think he takes more after my wife. I'm going to give her credit for that. Even if we aren't like that, we all plan, right? We all make decisions every moment of every day. 
You planned to be here this morning. You got in your car, you drove here, you made that plan. If you're watching with us online, you opened up your computer, you pulled up your phone, you made a plan to be intentional about being here. You're probably making plans about what you're going to do after this, if you haven't already. We all make plans every moment of every day. James 4.13, it says this, Look here, you who say today or tomorrow we're going to a certain town and we'll stay there a year, we'll do business there and make a profit. That's our plans. We all make them. Remember a couple weeks ago when Adam was talking about James, he said sometimes there are things in James, the way it was written, to give us a little clue maybe to what's coming. When he says, look here, like, I suspect something's coming. I mean, if, I've never had a conversation with somebody that started with, look here, usually it had a finger wag in front of my face, that said, look here, Tim, the way you're treating your brother, oh, that's great. You're, you're doing a really good job. Keep it up. Those don't start with look here. Or look here, Tim, the effort you're putting out on the field, exactly what the team needed. Keep it up. That's not the way those things go. Usually it's followed by some sort of correction, right? Well, James, right after he says, look here, puts a little truth with it. Verse 14, he says, how do you know what your life will be like tomorrow? Your life's like the morning fog. It's here a little while, then it's gone. How do you know what your life will be like tomorrow? Translation, James is saying, look, life is uncertain. You don't know the future. You can't predict it. You don't know what's going to happen. You don't know every possible outcome. Life is uncertain. Pandemic, housing market, jobs market. Conor McGregor breaking his leg in a freak accident last week in the UFC, UFC fight. Life is uncertain. James goes on and he says, your life is like a morning fog. Translation there, right? That's saying life is short. It's here a little while, then it's gone. Life is short. Parents often reflect back on raising their children really with this perspective of just how fast the time went. I heard my wife tell somebody the other day that time began moving at lightning speed when our boys got their driver's licenses. And if you're a parent of a young toddler, I'm sorry because I know it doesn't feel like that to you right now. I know that every time somebody comes up to you, maybe there's these moments where they say, oh, cherish this time. You just want to clock them, right? But I promise you, it does speed up. Life is short. Both of these challenges that James ultimately gives us here to, are to consider our perspective in life. He's saying, keep the perspective. He isn't saying don't make plans, it's useless. He isn't saying that because we can't predict the future or the outcomes and that lives are inconsequential, that's not what he's saying. He isn't saying that. He, he is saying that planning is a perfectly acceptable response when we're dealing with the uncertainty of life. It's ultimately how we view those plans that matters. Can we surrender those plans to God? There are multiple biblical references even that talk about the benefits and the preparation of planning. Proverbs 21.5 actually says, good planning and hard work lead to prosperity. Okay, that's pretty clear. When we plan and we work the plan, two outcomes are possible, okay? Two things can happen. 
Either it goes as planned or it doesn't. Life's uncertain. Therefore, plans don't always go like we would like them to. And I'm going to let you in on just a little secret here. This is true for everybody. Everybody has to deal with this uncertainty. That life is both short and uncertain. It may look different to others that we see around us in the moment. We don't deal with the challenges the same way. It may look to you like everything always goes perfectly planned for those people. But you didn't know their original plan, did you? We're just observing it. This uncertainty and brevity of life that James is talking about, it is true for every one of us. So these two truths, they offer us a perspective. Do we truly live with a perspective that life is both short and uncertain? And here's the thing. Either you can believe it now or you can believe it later. You can choose to live life with a right perspective today or circumstances may shove it down your throat tomorrow. It's kind of like gravity, right? It doesn't matter whether you believe in it or not. It's still true, and those effects are all around us. So we need to live with perspective. We can either start with that understanding that life's uncertain and it's short, or we can end up there. Once we come to this realization, these truths, that really that our plans, they're, well, they're just plans. And once we quit having an expectation of exactly how things should go, our perspective, it, it begins to change. Plans are necessary, yes, but with a healthy perspective on how short life is and uncertain it is, we understand that we aren't in control. Our plans don't and they can't dictate an outcome. Yeah, sometimes our plans go exactly as we had hoped they will. That's true. But don't be fooled. Our plans never dictated the outcome. Proverbs 16.9 says this, we can make our plans, but the Lord determines our steps. Okay, so in other words, we have our ideas, we have our plans, but God will ultimately accomplish His perfect plan. And the point is this, despite our plans, God's plan prevails. When we live with an understanding that life is short and it's uncertain and that God determines our steps, well, then our, our hearts, they they start to become humble. James 4.15 says, what you ought to say is, if the Lord wants us to, we will live and do this or that. I love this. Right here, James is saying, because our life is uncertain and short, that was verse 14, right here in this verse, he says, what you ought to do is say, if the Lord wants us to. We have to remember in this that God's plan trumps all the others. Do you know someone that says this phrase, Lord willing, right? You've probably heard that. They usually say it in conjunction with something that, well, it seems a little out of reach, maybe. Lord willing, I'm going to win the lottery someday. Or Lord willing, I'm going to pass this test that I never studied for at all. Lord willing, it's not a magic phrase. It doesn't solve the challenges of a short life or an uncertain life. Lord willing, it's a posture of our heart. There are biblical examples of times when Lord willing is said, 
And when it's not said, all related to plans. Lord willing is living with perspective. A recognition that uncertainty and life and the limits of it on earth aren't things to be discouraged about, but realities that offer us a perspective. Can we consider that? That those uncertainties of life and the brevity of it aren't things to be concerned about or discouraged about, but they give us a perspective on life. You don't always have to say, Lord willing, right? Like with everything you do. Like, honey, I'm going to Lowe's. Lord willing, I'm going to find the exact size screw that I need for the job that I'm working on. Although, I should say that because every time I go to Lowe's, it takes 10 times longer than I need because I can't find what I'm looking for. So Lord willing would be nice there. Or maybe it's a little crazier. Lord willing, I'm going to be the fastest man alive. Or Lord willing, Tim will finish this message on time so we can go to lunch. Like I said, not a magic phrase. Settle down. Lord willing, it's a posture of our heart and understanding that really we can't control the outcome, that ultimately we aren't in control. And in this verse, really, James, he uses how we plan as an example to point that we should live our lives with humility. If the Lord wants us to, if God wants us to, all that's Lord willing. All of that is the perspective that God's in control. And verse 16, it goes on and it says, what happens if we don't live with this mindset? It says this, otherwise you're boasting about your own pretentious plans and all such boasting is evil. Those are pretty strong words. Don't do it, he says there. Failing to live with a heart posture of humility, it's boasting about you, it's boasting about me. It's evil. This is a warning don't say, look what I did. Don't take credit for the financial windfall because you picked the right stock or the right investment or worked hard on that project. We, should think, we shouldn't think that because something worked out the way we planned, it had to do with something we did. That we made it happen. We didn't make it happen. We planned well, but we didn't make it happen. Point number two, really, to help us keep that right perspective is to remember that we can't control the outcome. We aren't in control. We aren't God. An acknowledgement that while we should plan, we should hold loosely to those plans because ultimately we can't control the outcome. In the poetic words of the band 38 Special, who knows where I'm going with this? Hold on loosely, but don't let go. If you cling too tightly, you're going to lose control. I'm 100% certain they were talking about making plans in a godly way. Maybe they weren't. It's a great band. If you don't know the song, check them out. Back to the message. We understand that uncertainty means our plans may change. We understand that the brevity of life gives us an eternal perspective and a bigger picture that God's plan is, is much bigger all the way over there, all the way over there than ours. So my boys and I, another rabbit trail coming here. My boys and I, we've been watching uh, all the Marvel movies on Sunday afternoons. And we're doing it in chronological order for the way that they were done, right? And today I started thinking, actually, so Captain America's coming up today. I think it's Winter Soldier. But anyway, I started thinking about uh, all of this as it relates to the Infinity Gauntlet. And what if humility is like an Infinity Stone, right? 
And you may be sitting there going, I don't, I don't know what he's talking about. I have no idea what the infinity gauntlet is. You're in luck. Chuck, can we get the lights? So, this is an infinity gauntlet. And no, I can't snap perfectly with it if you're wondering. So, um, what if, like, these stones are the example of living a legit life, right? A legit faith in Jesus. And, and one of these is peace and love and humility. And the, all right. All right, Chuck, you can bring the lights back up. I, I might be nerding out there a little bit. And so, just know this. Like, for part of the people here, that illustration nailed it. And I had way too much fun doing that. But, but for the rest of you, watch the Avengers movies. I don't know. They're good. All right. So if we are missing humility, right, if we don't understand it, like James said here, that life is uncertain and short, but God's in control, then we're missing a key piece of living a legit faith in Jesus that, that can impact our world and impact our community. We aren't living our faith out to its fullest and to its best ability, to our best abilities. If we do understand this, if we do have a right perspective, well, then we can plan with humility. If we, don't, if we don't do it, if we don't plan that way, we begin to think that we're in control. So plan with humility. That's what I originally wrote, actually, as uh, the big idea from James 4, 13 through 16. And I'm going to put all this together, the verses that we've been going, so you can see this. Starting in uh, verse 13, it says, Look here, you who say today or tomorrow we're going to uh, we're going to a certain town and we'll stay there a year. We'll do business there and we'll make a profit. How do you know what your life will be like tomorrow? Your life is like the morning fog. It's here a little while, then it's gone. What you ought to do is say, if the Lord wants us to, we'll live and do this or that. Otherwise, you're boasting about your own pretentious plans and all such boasting is evil. You see it there, right? It's talking about planning, this is about making plans with humility. But then as I thought, and I prayed about it a little more, and I studied on it a little more, I, I saw that planning was just the model that it used, that James was using here, or the illustration to make the point. So I changed it to live with humility. Live with humility. We should. That's so true. And I do think that's the challenge here from James. It's a pillar of living a legit faith in our lives. We should live with humility. And then I started thinking about it a little more, and I thought about the person living with uncertainty at every turn, with the reality that life is short. And for you, I just offer this word, humility. From humility comes a perspective and an acknowledgement that as followers of Jesus, we understand that, that God has eternity in his view. All the way that way, all the way that way, God sees all that. He not only sees the inch and the tape measure that's our lives and knows it in and out of every situation and all the details, he also sees it from the beginning to the end. Jeremiah 29.11 says this, For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They're plans for good and not for disaster to give you a future and a hope. Live with a perspective that humbles your heart. If you work on that, it can free you really from so much. Well, how do I work on it? Well, I must humble myself before God and acknowledge first that life is uncertain. 
and short, and I can't change it. Then remember that I can't control the outcome, that his plan trumps all others, that God's plan is far better than mine. It's work, right? It's this constant commitment to work day in and day out. And for me, well, sometimes it's there and I have the perspective and sometimes I lose sight of it. When I have it, it offers contentment, peace, and freedom from the worries and the concerns about the past and the future. When my wife Vicki and I first started contemplating whether I should leave my job in the marketplace and enter life in full-time ministry, I was not humble. I often say that I argued with God about it for many, many years. I had every reason why I shouldn't do it. It didn't pay enough. I wasn't smart enough. I wasn't skilled enough. My family's health care needs wouldn't allow it. All of it boils down to one thing. I thought I knew better. I, I thought my plan was better. I thought I had the way to get through the uncertainties of life. But long story short, once I finally said, okay, God, and I humbled myself, and I took the next step, well, I was humbled some more. You probably thought I was going to say that it all worked out, didn't you? Doesn't always happen like that. What did work out is I'm doing exactly what God wants me to be doing right now. Life is still uncertain, and that won't change. How I view my circumstances has, though. Like I said, it's work. And I have to live with a perspective that God's plan is far better than mine. And when I do that, I'm prompted to live a life of humility. Let's pray. God, I pray that you would um, just put that on all of our hearts. Give us a right perspective. Help us understand that the uncertainty and the brevity of life really just are there to give us a perspective that they offer us a way to look towards you, to give our plans over to you, and that we make them the best we can, but then once we surrender those to you, that they can change, they can adapt, and that we can, we can live in a way that our hearts are humble, knowing you have a plan far better than ours. From the beginning of time to the end of time, you have us, our lives, right where you want us. And I pray that we give all that to you and live in a surrendered way. And it's in your name I pray. Amen.